Ladies and gentlemen, we are moving on to our next player character. His name? It's Rogar Ragnarok. <laughs> his name is Rogar. away from the mic and then <laughs> his, immediately at the mic. His name is Rogar Ragnarok, played by Sebastian. Um, so you know it's going to be super fun, super crazy all the time. So Ragnar, just to set the scene for you, first of all, I'd like to say welcome to Norian, uh, the world which you find yourself in. I feel welcome. <clears throat> and you are. Um, now, Ra- Rogar, I apologize. I was to call you Ragnar. I'm thinking about Vikings way too much. <laughs> That's your last name? That's yeah, Ragnar. <laughs> Did you even think of a name? <laughs> okay. Um, so, Rogar, you find yourself at the very borderline of Rofton Moor, uh, the swamp which you've obviously previously heard me describe to, to Tyson. So you find yourself at the at the base of the Naramu's mountain range and in Rofton Swamp. Um, you've come from Ryberry, a town far to the east, almost 10 leagues away from where you are now. While you were in Ryberry, you heard tales of an ogre, which was terrorizing the roads along Rofton Moor. Um, and so you've come here in search of that ogre as you are a bright lord. You seek to kind of fill the land with with goodness and and wholesome fun for everyone. None of that. No time for ogres. So if you want to quick, actually, give everyone a little background of your That's, character. Okay. Well, it's background time. Well, I'm a uh, dragonborn bright lord, starting off at age 15 here, so I'm pretty young. Pretty young. Yeah. All right. And uh, jailbait. Oh God. <laughs> That yeah, dragonborn ass. Story, so. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> what color dragonborn are you? Can I ask? Uh, copper. Copper. So I could spit acid. It's pretty dope. Oh, wow. Copper. I've never actually played with a copper dragonborn before. Oh. This is new territory for me. Right on. I'm excited. All right. So uh, I guess I'll start off by explaining a bit of my backstory. Mm-hmm. So it begins as uh, when I was a child. Uh, my parents left me at an orphanage, and at the orphanage, I grew up with my best friend, uh, Joth Marcus. <laughs> what What was his nickname? J- J- Joth Marcus is oh, his Joth nickname. Marcus yeah, is his name over it's just a J. Yeah. All right, so we were traveling around the orphanage, helping the animals outside and people with small chores. You know, doing the good stuff around town. Yeah. After we were done for the day, we headed back to the orphanage. We saw bandits set the orphanage on fire. Oh, my God. And Jesus. The orphanage is in the town. It wasn't just the orphanage. So the whole town's getting burned to the ground. Yeah. Okay. I thought so, it was just like just <laughs> murderous orphanage. bandits who yeah. only wanted to kill <laughs> orphan children. Okay. All right. So they set the orphanage on fire. They have no fire. parents. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they didn't see Marcus and I. So we sneaked around and tried to save as many kids as we could. Marcus and I decided to go in and see if there was anyone else in the orphanage to save them. We managed to save four kids. I got out of the orphanage with the four kids, but I did not see Marcus behind me. I went back inside to find him. He was stuck underneath some rubble from the roof. I tried to pull him out, but there's too much weight on him. He told me to leave him behind, but I kept trying to pull him out of the fire. So I tried my best to, to save him, and I managed to escape safely, but lost my best friend. And from this day on, I will cherish everything living on this planet, and I will have my revenge on the bandits that did this. Oh my gosh. Oh. A couple of years in the past, or future, I decided to join the military to have some experience in fighting and wielding uh, swords and shields. 
as the years went on, my friends in the military and I were off to battle with the enemy, which were some of the orcs that were um, west of our town. As we marched through the forest, the orcs had planned an ambush on us. We got into defensive positions while the orcs were charging at us from everywhere. All of the all of my friends were getting slaughtered, and there's way too many orcs. I saw many of my friends die that day, and I decided to sacrifice myself so my friends could live. And that's when I noticed I had a mysterious power. I saw a bright light after getting surrounded by the orcs, and after the light blinded all of them, I decided to run off into a cave. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, but let's I'm... start. Let's start maybe from. Let's go reverse chronological. You decide to. The cave. No, let's talk about first. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna protect all my friends and sacrifice myself by glowing bright and running into a cave. Yeah. Well, most of them were dead, and I like the other ones ran off because we were getting slaughtered. So right, I mm. didn't really see any of my friends. Yeah, a lot of friends dying. Also, shout out to Marcus real quick. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever gonna hear <laughs> this. Marcus works with us or worked <laughs> with us, I guess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but he found out that he was like Sebastian's best friend in the game and he was like, Could I please be there for the first episode? I just uh, want to be there to say, Hi, I'm Marcus and I endorse this message. We'll, we'll get him out. We'll get him we'll out. We'll get him day. out for yeah, for a special episode. Yeah. So moving moving forward, uh fantastic backstory by the way. Absolutely loved every minute of it. Thank you. So you're at the edge of Rofton Moor. In front of you, you see the Narrow Moon's mountain range, these tall peaks of grey stone, which share a border with Rofton Moor. Along that border, there's large bushes of thorns and brambles, as well as vines. And uh, as you look out onto the night, as it is evening, you you can't help but feel like a sense of calm. Uh, There's not much movement of anything out here, and you hear the crickets chirping in the background. Uh, and a cool breeze coming from the mountains. Don't touch my mountains. <laughs> <laughs> They're not your mountains. <laughs> uh, can I do a perception check to see if I'm with anyone? You can. Roll me d20. It's a five. Okay, well, you're not with anyone, per se. Um, no, you're not with anyone. The night appears to be very calm. You do hear rustling in the bushes in front of you, near the base of the mountains. Um, but other than that, it's pretty silent. Well, I guess I'll go to like the bushes and... I'll say, like, hey, who's in there? Okay. Uh, so you, you project your voice pretty loudly, you know, and you say, hey, is anyone in those bushes? The rustling goes silent, and nothing answers you. Oh, God. Uh, I guess I'll slowly walk up to the bush and see what's in there. Okay. Roll me a d20 perception check. Okay, so you walk towards the bushes. Uh, they're more like, like swamp vines, really, um, now that you come closer to it, uh, and small, knee-high foliage. Whatever was rustling appears to be gone. All you can see are, are vines and uh, brambles. Uh, nothing, hmm. nothing further. Well, I, I guess I'll just keep walking since nothing's there. Which, which way would you like to walk? Towards the mountains, back uh, into the swamp? I'll go towards the mountains. Okay. What you can do is you can walk in around, like you can walk around these bushes or you can walk right through them. Um, it'll take you what looks like 200 feet of movement either in either direction before you can hop across. All right. Yeah, I'll just walk through the bushes. Cool. Okay. Always a good choice. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you walk through the bushes... You find your your feet sinking into the swamp-like ground. The swamp is 
infertile as far as growing crops or the like, but uh, the ground is, is very uneven and uh, you find you know, one step you're going in six inches, the other step you're going in a, a cup, like, you know, you're got knee deep, right? Yeah. So it's uh, pretty treacherous for anything to walk along. And at first you'd think that maybe your foot's just stuck, like in a, in a hole of mud or in a pocket of mud. But instead that you find that as you look closer, there's actually vines wrapped around your foot. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to cut them off. And as you look to the ground, you see a face of vines looking at you eyes just dark pits into this larger face that's covered uh, in vines and mud well i'm gonna try cutting my uh, like feet free okay roll me d20 12 plus two strength. nice yeah fantastic so what weapon are you using actually uh, a spear oh cool okay i don't know how much cutting power that's gonna have <laughs> it's more of a stabbing weapon but that's okay oh yeah it's the only weapon i have so far so it's all right. You stab whatever is, you know, so you stab the vine creature in the chest. Okay. Okay. You don't really cut off its arm or anything. But roll me your damage. Four. So six damage. Nice. Okay. Um, so the creature lets out a hiss uh, and begins to stand. What was once holding you was its arm, but you saw, you see that now it's holding you by an extension of it, like its foot. Uh, and its two arms Boy. are free. Uh, so the creature lets out another hiss and attempts to entangle you. Uh, in its vines and constrict you. So you're going to have to make a d20 strength saving throw. Okay. 17 plus 2. Nice. So uh, the vines attempt to like entangle your feet uh, and wrap around your chest, but you break free with all that dragonborn strength. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's now your turn. All right. I'm going to use one of my cantrips. It's called the Sacred Flame. Okay. So the flame-like radiance descends on a creature that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage. The target gains no benefit from cover for the saving throw. Cool. So he's rolling a deck saving throw. Okay. So he rolls an 11. Uh, it's plus his constitution, right? Yeah. Yeah. So plus 2. So 13. Okay. So it doesn't like no doesn't work or. Yeah. So he doesn't take any damage from your radiant wow. attack. <laughs> Okay. Well, that counts as an action, so... Yeah, that's fine. Like, a bright light was shining on him for a second. Oh. that means anything. That, uh, that's better. <laughs> that did nothing. No, it's okay. <laughs> it, it did nothing, but it, <laughs> it, felt, it... It looked cool. It looked cool, yeah. Um, I did a lot of those, don't worry. <laughs> cool. So, the creature attempts to constrict you using its grappling attack. Uh, so, it's going to roll a d20. It rolls an 8 plus 4. So, 12. Is it hit? Okay. Uh, my AC my is 16. So, no. Uh, so, it attempts to constrict the vines that make up its body, attempt to grab you, but again, it's ineffective. Okay. Back to you, Rogue. I'm going to go in the same spot where I jab with the spear. Yeah. I'm going nice. to go jab it again. 11 plus 2. Yep, that's a hit. Hit. Nice. Same general abdomen region. 5 plus 6. 7 damage. 7 damage. Fantastic back over to what you now know to be a vine blight a, a creature of almost pure evil just a construction of vines and other elements of the swamp uh, that now has sentience it attempts to using the plants around you entangle you and bring you down to the ground for one minute so you have to roll a strength saving throw in so long as you're in this 15 foot radius okay 11 Okay, so you become entangled by the vines and you're unable to move. You're only entangled from the waist down, so you're just not able to walk anywhere. You're still able to like attack with your 
okay. uh, hands. And the next turn, if you're still unable to break free, it will grapple you down to the ground. Okay. So it's my turn. I guess I'll, uh, yeah, I'll keep stabbing it. Try and kill it. Okay. Eight plus two. So ten? Yeah. No. So oh. not a hit. The vine blight appears to be not affected by all the, the entangling plants surrounding you, and it backs away easily as you kind of jump forward, but you're unable to make it there, right? You're kind of constricted from the waist down. You find that the vines creep further up your body and drag you down to the ground. Um, roll me another strength saving throw. Come on. 16 plus 2. Nice. So you break free. You're able to kick loose the vines and the uh, shrubs which are holding onto you, but you're still in this area. Uh, so you're going to have to, on your turn, move out of all of these uh, like plants. Plants. This 15 foot diameter. Yeah. Uh, you said the, the needle blight like, ran away? No, he just backed up. Oh, he Quite easily up. when you tried to stab him. Okay. Because he was not affected. Alright, well... So uh, you used your, your action to do the strength saving throw, but now you can still move. Okay. So you can move out of that area. Yeah, I guess I'll move like maybe 10, 15 feet towards where the needle blight was. Uh, you'll pass him if you do that. Okay. Uh, just do like 5 feet away from the plants then. Cool. So you walk a solid 15 feet from where you once were, and then another five. Okay. So 20 feet altogether out of that range of entangling vines and plants. Uh, the vine blight turns towards you and attempts to use its constrict again. So vines shoot forth from its hands and it attempts to grapple you, and it does hit. Um, and uh, you take 2d6 damage. Oh boy. Four boy. plus two. Only six total. We have four HP already. <laughs> What a day it's been. Give me a quick game. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep stabbing with my spear. Nice. Hit. Nice. Barely. Three damage right there. Three. Nice. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Constrict is uh, this guy's go to move. This is bread and butter, so he attempts to do so again. Oh, Unsuccessfully, God. though. Just short of your, your AC 16, right? Yeah, just short of that. Lucky on you. Since I'm a dragonborn, I'm gonna try spitting acid on it, you know, trying to melt it. Ooh, I like yeah. it. So that's your breath weapon, right? Yeah, so I can spit acid. It's a 5 by 30 feet radius, and the enemy must make a dex saving throw. And uh, 2d6 damage, half as much when successfully saved. Okay, so is it a line or is it a cone that you're shooting in? Is it a 5 by 30 line or a 5 by 30? I'm pretty sure it's a line. Yeah, it's a line, I think so. Cool. So uh, you orient and point yourself towards the vine blight, letting opening your mouth and letting forth just this spew of, of acid. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the vine blight attempts to leap out of the way uh, and is unsuccessful. He rolls a 7. Thank God. Minus 1, so <laughs> 6. <laughs> uh, so he takes 2d6 damage. Four. So he takes 4 damage. Yeah. Vines start to fall away from its body as the acid just eats into the organic material. And it starts to shriek, making this awful hissing and shrieking sound. Not pleasant on the ears. It's definitely the loudest thing around. My ears! <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like that <laughs> that melody that <laughs> Josh was singing earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Alright, next up is the vine blight. Having all these vines and parts of its body just eaten away by the acid, it once again attempts to constrict you with what vines it has left. Shooting its arms forward, it attempts to grapple you, and it does hit. Oh god. Bear, wait, what's your AC 16, right? Yeah. No. Oh, he doesn't. 
does 15 altogether. Yes. Oh my god. <sighs> so, back over to you. Robert. I'm gonna like run up and stab him with my spear right nice. in the chest. Right in the chest. Love it. 20. Oh my lord. <laughs> Okay, so you run forward and Achilles jump into the air and stab him in the chest with your spear. It plunges right through his chest cavity and he slumps to the ground. As you pull it back, it falls to the ground. Instantly, just done. Just dead. Nice. Congrats on that. You take 100 experience points for Vine Blight in the swamp. Nice. Congratulations. Um, And the knight once again falls silent. What would you like to do? Can I try and... I mean, you're at four health. Yeah. So, like, short rest might be a good Yeah, maybe, like, set up a fire and... Yeah. Short rest. Maybe try and find something to eat, too. Ooh, I like it. Right. As far as fires go, I mean, it's a swamp, so you're not going to find much dry wood. Okay. Whatever you find to eat, you might have to eat raw. Unless you can procure some dry wood from somewhere. I'm going to look around for some dry wood. Do you... Okay, so near the area where the vine blight was, at the base of the mountains, there appears to be a few small trees. They're more like shrubs, really, but there is hard wood there, so you could foreseeably get wood from those trees. Right, yeah, I'll grab like a handload of them and dump them wherever. I'm setting camp up and try and start a fire. All right, first, can you roll me... How are you going to acquire this wood? Are you going to rip it out of the ground... You're going to chop it down. I think I'll just rip it out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not how I thought that was going to go. But <laughs> yeah, roll me a d20. <laughs> oh, God. So you... Uh... So for people listening at home, that was a one. Uh, and this is what happened. So you grip the base of the tree quite firmly and looking really, really concentrated. Like you, you're concentrating right now. You're, lo- you're working yeah, hard. I'm cold. Um, you... Feel your stomach rumble. Oh, God. And as it does so, you <laughs> shit yourself with the amount of effort that you're trying to put into this. Um, at first, you thought maybe you were about to, you know, like your hernia was about to, oh God. to go, but no, this is just you shit yourself. Oopsie. I look around to see if anyone saw it. Roll me a d20. <laughs> the vine blade's dead, but its eyes just look like they've seen too much. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of facing you, and it's like, uh you're going to pick up some... Oh, no, that's a bad idea. Uh, you know what? I'm going to clean it up and try again. <laughs> you know, I can't poo myself anymore, so... No, you're right. Only worse things could happen. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll just try, like, slashing it this time. So this With way I don't your... poo my... It says I have a dagger, so maybe, like, maybe chop some wood up with that. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're, we're reaching here, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Roll me d20. 17, that's better. Nice. So you're able to cut off a lot of the small, <laughs> kindling-worthy pieces of wood, um, enough that you could foreseeably start a fire, maybe cook whatever you caught, have a long rest, nice. and chill out. Cool. So yeah, I'll start the fire. And... Right. Roll me a survival check. 10. Plus, what's your wisdom? 14. So plus 2. Fantastic. All right, so the fire does start pretty low and smoky at first uh, it's definitely hard to get one going in the swamp but uh, you do manage to do so nice um, sitting by your fire uh, you can't help but feel like you've taken a fair amount of damage would you like to take a short rest maybe have a ration yeah i'd love to cool and uh yeah i'll eat one of my rations 
Fantastic. Mark it down. And you may now roll your hit dice. Regain some health. Is that a 10? Wow. So you regain 10 health. Full health? Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, your short rest lasts two, almost three hours. Um, It's now early in the morning. Uh, Again, the swamp is fairly quiet. During your short rest, you were able to see small creatures scurrying across the swamp. At one point, you thought you saw what looked like like a humanoid frog. Oh. It croaked and looked at you, and then scurried away really quickly, but didn't approach your fire. So probably just a dream. Yeah, probably it's all, <laughs> it's all a dream. <laughs> dream sequence. <laughs> um, okay. Not again. Roll me a d twenty. Sixteen. What's your? It's a perception check. So what's your wisdom? Fourteen. Nice. Cool. All right. So. It is the early morning, still dark, and up above from the mountains, you hear the faint sounds of sword-on-sword action. As you look around and up, you see a small cavern, a few, don't, don't you dare, <laughs> a few hundred meters uh, up off of the ground in the, in the side of one of the mountains, um, and you see a large fiery explosion oh. or burst of light. Fireworks! You like that? <laughs> You see a large burst of light, essentially, from this cavern. Well, I'm going to, you know, rush up to it. Seems like there's a lot of action going on in there. Something like a Bright Lord would be interested in. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, light. I love light. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll buy your fanciest lantern. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, I'll rush up there. Cool. You're going to need to make me two climbing checks. I'll have strength or dexterity. Uh, I'll use my strength. Cool. 10 plus 2. Nice. Yep, so you make it up one particularly difficult section of rock that looked like it was pretty difficult okay. to climb up. Try again. 18 plus 2. Nice. So you're halfway up, uh, and you're standing on a small outcropping of rock. Uh, looking down, it looks like you've climbed about 100 meters worth. Uh, a lot of it's fairly simple to climb. Not too steep, but there are some parts that are difficult. Looking forward to get to where the cavern is, you'll think you'll need to make at least three more climbing oh checks. Lord. Okay, here we go. Three plus two. Okay, so you attempt to climb another <laughs> section that's fairly difficult. You fall, though, back onto the platform where you started from. Oh, Not my. the very bottom. Okay. But from where we did those last two. Okay. We'll try again. Yeah. 17 plus nice. two. That's better. And we'll go again. 14 plus two. Ooh. Great. So you're quite high in the air now. A, a fall from this height would be pretty deadly. Oh, um, God. So you might want to... <laughs> Yeah, just, you know. Here we go. Keep you know, mind. I'm going to look for, like, maybe perception check to see if there's anything to hold on to. I love the way that you're thinking. Yeah, roll me a d20 for the perception check. Three. <laughs> <laughs> the thought was there. there <laughs> the thought was there. There are footholds and uh, handholds all over the place. Okay. Um, well, I'm you know, use but those. you're not really able to see much in the dark, you know. It's tough to look around. You're a dragonborn. Oh, you know, you're not really used to climbing. You guys are more of a... There so happens to be a cantrip that I have that is light. Light? Yeah. Okay. So I think I'll use that. All right, fantastic. So uh, I touch one object that is no larger than 10 feet in any dimension. Until the spell ends, the object sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius. Cool. What object are you planning to light up? Probably the rock, so I could, like, see where the... Wait, wait. (laughs) Is the rock no... Larger than 10 foot in diameter. Yeah. <laughs> so you're climbing a mountain right now. Oh, boy. Just touch yourself. Yeah, maybe I'll just, like, put on my armor. That's cool. Yeah. yeah you can do that. 
and it could be any color I want, so I'm going to make it, you know, green. <laughs> you, know. Say, say you know. You know, as though that's an obvious choice when clearly my favorite color is blue. Minus okay. one inspiration. Blue, blue. <laughs> um, so a green light emanates from your armor. Roll me another perception check to see where those footholds are. This time... At advantage. Yeah, I'll take the 12. Nice. So you see what looks to be a pretty good handhold. I think that if you grab that and boost yourself up, you can make it pretty easily. You can roll this next climbing check at advantage. All right. Right on. 19. I'll just take the 19. You don't want the 20. I'll take the 19. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you climb to the very top and you hear the sounds of combat. You thought at one point you heard like a melodic type of whisper almost, but. Oh, oh, oh. but you, <laughs> I've heard this before. You need, need a different over, <laughs> a different sound for that. But you did not, and you, you shake your head. You're like, oh, I don't think I heard a, a melodic sound of any kind. But you do hear arrows clattering against rock, uh, and also what appears to be the spell cast. Sounds of spell casting. You're pretty familiar with that as a bright lord. You have a couple spells that you can cast, and you can you can definitely hear the sound of a, of an arcana battle going on. Yeah. Yeah. Since I'm gonna like try and sneak up, I'm gonna like. Is it possible to like turn the like light off that I put on my armor? Yeah, yeah. You can. It's like a just an a-, a bonus action. Okay, just I'll, I'll just do that. Cool. And then uh, I'll like sneak up to the cave and like kind of peek around the corner to see what's going on in there. Okay, roll me d20. Okay, so uh, the scene that you see in front of you is pretty. There's a lot happening here. Okay. Uh, a lot first, not happening too. <laughs> the first thing you notice is this. <laughs> This sorcerer, mage of sorts, he's just wielding fire and shooting fireballs at everyone. Uh, he looks like he's got the whole place on lock. He's pretty good looking. He's. he's I don't know about that. Yeah, uh, roll me d twenty actually. <laughs> See how good looking you are. All right, ready. Oh, he's pretty ugly. My charisma's high <laughs> though. Not ugly. My charisma's <laughs> high. <laughs> I have a personality. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> My mom just died. All right, I'm in a bad place. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Last month's just been happening. <laughs> it looks like he's got the whole place on lock, but he does not. Um, as you very quickly see a spear to the leg by a small goblin, uh, who then snickers. The last words you hear out of the mage's mouth is, God damn it, Greg. <laughs> and he falls to the ground. There looks to be one goblin who's dead on the ground, but though the others appear to be unharmed uh, in any sort of way all right continue continue on we don't need to no, dwell actually, on this no actually they don't seem to be hurt in oh fact God. they they seem to be yeah but their weapons are are smoking and melted <laughs> yeah um yeah. so moving forward um so, uh sorry rogar i was about to call you your actual name that's not okay oh my uh, god rogar uh <laughs> You see a group of slaves all huddled in the corner in chains. The one hobgoblin who appears to be in charge uh, starts barking orders at the other ones, telling them to chain this guy up, hands and feet, and to also like immobilize him, to chain him up. They, One of them hear the one goblin kind of question him and say, Why are we keeping him alive? The hobgoblin quickly like backhands him uh, and says, You idiot! Don't you know? And then the goblin says, What? What? I, I don't know what you're talking about. And the hobgoblin says, Creold will want to see him. Ooh. Uh, I don't know what to do. There's only one of me. Uh, There's only four of them. Yeah, yeah. True. Wake me up. Thanks to 
at J Shell. Just kidding. Uh, it's Tyson. Sorry, at Tyson. <laughs> what a name. Uh, named after my father, okay? Your father's you dead. You yeah. said there's a, a fire in there, right? Sorry, what? You said there's a like a fire that's like lighting up the cave? There was, like, when he was shooting all that fire no, they around. Fire. They had a fire, too. Yeah, like, but they've doused it. Because ah. it's more, like, it's morning. Okay. Dawn, really. They're looking to get moving. So you see the goblins, uh, hobgoblins and goblin begin to chain the guy up pretty intensively. Okay. God, they don't what want does that him, mean? They don't want him breaking free. <laughs> the first thing I've heard out of Justin's mouth <laughs> in the past hour. In two hours. Maybe... <laughs> Oh, if I try and spit acid, I could hit some of the prisoners. I don't want to do that. Cares. I believe it's a once a day. The randoms. But I slept. Yeah, you did have a long rest. Or a short rest? rest. Yeah. So I guess you do get it back then. What was I thinking? I right on. What a DM am I? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just going to do what Bright Lords do. I'm make myself stand out. Pick myself up and walk in the cave. <laughs> Okay, can you like, like you know, role play it for me? How are you walking? Are you sneaking or are you you making yourself known? You're walking in with authority. Yeah, I'm walking in with authority. Okay, so uh, you walk into the cave, a large dragonborn, you know, six six and a half feet tall, three hundred pounds, covered in copper scales. You also have you have heavy armor on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chainmail. Ooh, so you're looking pretty pretty badass. Yeah, feisty. So you walk into this cave, and uh, all the hobgoblins kind of turn to look at you. The goblin quickly scurries behind his hobgoblin companions. He survived the last fight with the mage, and he, I think he intends to do so again. <laughs> <laughs> the hobgoblin looks to you and he says, What's your business here? Well, I saw flames coming out of this cave like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to come check out what was going on. Get out of here. You don't have a quarrel with us. Well, I do now. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh... Call me Lord. I'm the name's like, Lord. Bright Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> no, you can't. I said it. It was no, a joke. Like, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No, you can't say what my line. That's a... Not a Bright Lord thing. The other thing. Oh, what do you say? Just say what you... You don't have any business with us. Oh. I, say, I do now. I do now. Oh. Okay, so the hobgoblin looks to you, uh, and then looks at the fallen goblin, and he, you know, he kind of sizes everyone up, and he, he says, If it's a fight that you want, it's one that you have now. And he draws his short sword once again. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> four on one, I like it. Okay, so uh, roll initiatives. Four. God damn. <laughs> Plus your, uh, plus your dex. Don't forget about that. It's 11. Okay. <laughs> so, what's 4 plus, plus zero. 0. God, I've never Out of 0, it's 40. <laughs> 40, yes. Uh, oddly enough, rock, paper, scissors to see who goes last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All the ties. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Uh, in case anyone doesn't know, that was a scissor tie, paper tie, rock tie, <laughs> and then... Scissors over paper. Scissors over paper, yeah. I lost. Great Lord goes first. Uh, not last. I mean, not last. Not yeah. last. Yeah. It is the Goblin going last. In case you're curious. Thank God. Yeah, he was gonna be the. Actually, one. I want to go for him first. You know, take the biggest, and the others might scurry away. No, the Goblin is the shortest. Oh. <laughs> the Hobgoblins are much larger. They're the than big these. guys. Okay. Yeah, there are three of them. Oh God. Yeah. The Fallen Mage was apparently only able to kill one Goblin. Pathetic. <laughs> I'm gonna straight up murder this right 
Well, he's the only one saving you right now from... You're, you're not aware of that, though. You're unconscious. Doing it for the slaves. I'm having nice dreams. Roll me a d20. 17. Ooh, very nice dreams. Yeah. Mom. Your mother, your mother's alive. <laughs> <laughs> About time. Not your father, though. Fuck. <laughs> he's never been alive. Okay. He wasn't even there when he was there. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Emotionally. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the first hobgoblin, the leader, uh, rushes forward, letting out a war cry. He attempts to cut into your armor, like, around your shoulder, with, <laughs> with his short sword. What's your AC? 16. Yeah, so he misses, uh, oh, but just yeah. barely, though. I laugh. Okay, they don't have much accuracy. Yeah. You laugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, is that a laugh? laugh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dragonborn laugh. I don't really know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, the hobgoblin uh, snarls and then says, "Get him!" So the other two hobgoblins rush forward. One with a longsword, who hits with a nineteen. Oh my God, Ooh, my armor! It's only one-handed though, so so there's that. Oh, um, I'm getting sweaty. Uh, and the other one stops 10 feet short of you and looses a short bow oh shoots a short bow at you okay looses an arrow Uh, but he misses so now it's up to you you've got two hobgoblins engaged in front of you with a short sword who's kind of leader with a long sword and then 10 feet behind them a dude shooting arrows at you right behind him a small goblin who appears to not want to fight at all. And there's yeah. an unconscious uh, planeswalker you could wake up. I don't know. I don't know who that is He's yet. a good fighter. He's also in chains. He only killed one. Wake me up. I think it's going to be like go, go. a good time. Uh, Same, really oh, different songs. <laughs> I think it's a good time to use my uh, acid. Yeah, it looks, yeah, you yeah. can pretty much hit all of them in Just the line. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. It's more of a line, not a cone, but okay. all right. Um, so a straight line forward, you spew acid from your mouth. It hits, well, it, I mean, it's going to move through all of where, it, like, all of their spaces. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to roll a sturdy saving throws to see if they hop out of the way. The leader uh, is first with a perfect 20. He doesn't even take half damage. He rolls out of the way oh, um, and takes none. The next up, though, fails his saving throw with uh-huh. a 7. He takes full damage. The bowman also takes full damage, rolling nice. a three. And the goblin wasn't able to see any of it, but he gets out of the way. Oh. <laughs> it just went over him. He's short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets a little bit of drippage from the hobgoblin in front of him, so he takes half damage. Okay, so... Uh, so roll me full damage for two hobgoblins. Three, so four damage. In case you guys didn't see that face, that was the... I got a one face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so four damage on one and okay. seven on the other. Nice. Uh, and then half damage for the little goblin. Five. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fucking Greg. <laughs> Kidnap him if you can. I, I'm going to keep him alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're back. No, we're not back. We're over to the goblin. After seeing all the acid spewed everywhere, he just kind of cowers for a turn. <laughs> Sounds um, like Greg. He kind of like ducks out, gets like kind of a position, like he, he locates you basically. He's like, okay, I know where I'm going to throw my spear next turn. But that's pretty much all he does. But we're back up to Hobgoblin. Big Chief. Big Chief. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, he looks to you after rolling out of the way and stands, rushes back forward, uh, and then tries to backhand slash you with his short sword. Uh, but with a 10, he misses. Plus a 3, he yeah. misses. I laugh again. I said, try and hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hit the Lord of Light. God, he, 
Rolls a two, so he says, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is the longsword-wielding hobgoblin. Uh, but he does, in fact, hit you, doing seven damage. Oh, boy, that's my health. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, he only takes one down. Yeah, how would you take down? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I'm at zero, like... So roll me a death saving throw. 17. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you don't immediately die. That's a bonus. That's a win. Welcome to the club. <laughs> the hobgoblin says uh, to his companions, strip him of his armor oh, and no. take his things. Rape him. Not my armor. No, no, no one, yes. not that. No one says that. <laughs> I think that's what the hobgoblin says. <laughs> that's two down. <laughs> <laughs> Be able to the rescue. <laughs> if I decide to go to this cave. Yeah, I should have fucking left Yeah, but you see a cave, I ignore it. <laughs> so, Rogar, all of your items are now I'm in possession of the... I mean, you have your undergarments on. Okay. Yeah, loincloth and, and the like. But all of your items, all of your armor, are now taken by the hobgoblins. Wow. You know, have them all. And you find yourself in chains right in front of the, the last person in line, which is Chain Dude. Welcome. <laughs> so uh, the hobgoblins quickly have everyone stand. Uh, there's a lot of excitement among the slaves. And they're, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, why do you see what happened here? Do you see what happened there? But the hobgoblins quickly break any... You know, uprising spirit that there might have been, and yeah, let's go, boys. With everyone into shape, quickly telling them to exit the cave, and they're back on the march. Okay, as are the both of you. We're awake. Yep. Nice. You're at zero health, so you're only able to walk. You're not able to attack in any. Am I at like one HP? You're also at zero, so you're not able to attack. Um, (laughs) You know, armor's off me. I feel like I got some some weight to you know. Carry around. What? <laughs> a lot of... I- ignore Rogar. He's, <laughs> he's sweating a lot. He has no idea what's going on. But we're moving forward. And the hobgoblins, after moving for most of the morning along this mountainside pass, the sun is fairly high in the sky, and the hobgoblins take a distinct path downwards off of the mountain slopes into the swamp. You guys Ooh. aren't quite sure as to why this might be. However, you do know that the swamp has been used as a shortcut to circumnavigate and to get across to a separate region within the Naramun's mountain range. So, only only good from here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like it. Great to be a captive. I might um, want a planeswalk out of here. <laughs> hobgoblins. All background music and audio comes from Tabletop Audio. If you're running your own campaign, visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation.